Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast. Well, it's becoming a lovely habit. It's going to be another positive episode. We've picked up four points in our last two league matches, starting with a point at West Bromwich Albion on Wednesday. And then a highly impressive performance, mainly defensive in the first half, but a 2-0 win at Huddersfield Town. To help me talk through this, uh, both these games, I've been joined by Matt Lansley. Hi, Matt. Hello. And I'm also joined by Alex Everson. Hi, Alex. Afternoon, Paul. It's good to be back. Yes, it is. And it's good to be back. It's constant positivity at the moment, isn't it? It's just just unbelievable. Already. I don't think I've had a run love, run of this positivity since I've started doing the podcast. So I'm quite enjoying it. Well, yesterday's match was first half. We were kind of, I want to say, battered by Huddersfield in the first uh, half an hour. But not really, because they didn't really have a shot on target at all. And defensively, we looked really solid. What did you think of it, Matt, in the first half? Um, well, Huddersfield came out incredibly, incredibly quickly. I think you got to give their uh, what their, their their setup quite a lot of credit for it because they came out, they came out, they pressed, pressed really high, and it got their crowd really into it. I mean, the the, the, the Huddersfield crowd in the first half were getting really beyond players, getting really loud. Um, but like like you say, the defence, the defence just looked so solid. I mean, he, he, even though they had so much of the ball and we couldn't seem to string more than five passes together. They, they didn't really look like conceding at all. Um, no, at all, which is great to see, isn't it? We started kind of having a three at the back. And also, Miazga obviously went off early, but Tom McIntyre came on and I couldn't notice any difference. What did you think, Alex? No, not really. I mean, I think McIntyre, he might have looked a little nervous for the first two or three minutes, but after that, it was... You wouldn't have been able to tell that Miazga wasn't on the field. Um they still performed pretty much exactly the same as the unit did against West Brom. It, pretty solid, didn't really give up many chances. Um, Sense was very impressive again yesterday, yeah. Uh, I think Huddersfield coming out early was definitely, it was probably a byproduct of uh, Sievert getting sacked last week as well, um, which seems to have kind of gone under the radar, I think, over the last 12, 16 hours, whatever it is, since full time. Um, it doesn't really seem to have been mentioned the fact that obviously he was sacked last week and they now have uh, a caretaker in charge, who I think is kind of angling for the job if he can get it. So sending your players out, trying to get them up, riled up for the first home game kind of makes sense, I guess. Um, and we were just a victim of circumstance, I think, for the first 30 or 40 minutes. Yeah, they, it was all them. Like I said, they, they were completely on top. Um, I still can't believe how they didn't manage to get a shot on target, though. You have that much possession. I mean, they did have a couple of opportunities, but nothing they, really. They don't have any cutting edge. No. Really, they're very, they're they're very toothless. They remind me a lot of uh, of um, the season we had under Stam when we finished twentieth. Yeah. Um, Basically, you look quite good up until you get to the penalty area, and then you might as well just not, might as well not bother trying after that. Um, then, they, if they play like that all season, they're probably going to do okay, but they're not going to score many goals. No, they're definitely not. They haven't got any threat, and now we'll see with the window shut, they can't bring anyone in. Luckily, we've got some other players in our team who can hold the ball up. Lucas Jawa thought in the first half, 
wasn't that great, but then he barely got the ball. But in the second half, he really picked up and really was a focal point for our whole team. Kind of, we improved quite a lot in the second half. Huddersfield dropped off. Their manager, after the game, said that their fitness was one of their major issues. Maybe that was. Maybe that was the case because they gave so much in the first half. I think the game management, like maybe what you said, Alex, is they gave too much in the first half. In the second half, Alex, did you think that we were going to get a goal and did you think we were going to win? Um, yeah, I was texting Matt actually yesterday at halftime and um, normally I'm, I'm one for being a bit more pessimistic, I would say, during the, those kind of games when we're not on top. And I, I said to him, like, I think it feels like we're, yeah, maybe not due a goal, but it feels like it, Huddersfield are going to get more and more desperate and actually the game's kind of there to win. Um, so, yeah, it felt like we were, after after maybe 50 minutes or so, it didn't really ever seem like Huddersfield were going to take the game to us. It felt like there was only ever really going to be one winner by that point. Yeah, on about the 60-minute point, there was a chance, obviously, when Swift kind of breaks away because he hasn't got the pace, he can't keep going. But Yadam has the shot, which hits the bar. What were you thinking at that moment, Matt? Were you thinking he's going to regret that? Um, well, we we like like the longer the like, um, the longer the game went on, the more we seemed to get into the game, and that that really was the first. It was almost like the first flashpoint we kind of had. It was it it, it was it was obviously we had a we had one or two shots in the first half, but weren't till later in the first half. It was um it it almost seemed like that 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 was a bit of a turning point because again the 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 um the Huddersfield fans were still really getting into the game. They were getting behind their 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 players, and it was like that 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 just seemed to almost signify a swing in the in the momentum and if it was their fitness as well it's it's kind of worrying from Huddersfield's standpoint that they can't play more than 60 70 minutes I mean they did play at a really high intensity for the first first half but um uh but no it it, it, it didn't seem like one of those one of those games I mean it, it was worrying at half time obviously with how much they were having but like Alex said he was it it it, 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 it was always Always seem relatively comfortable, as, as strange as it sounds, like because they they never seem like scoring, and 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 really you can only really see one team scoring. And when you've got players like Puskas on the bench and stuff that we could bring on, it's such it's almost amazing, really, thinking that you've got you know a, almost a, you know an eight million pound player on on the bench to to bring on, um, you know, and to you know other players that uh, that was in the team, you know, Boye had a had a good game. Xiaoyi cut a frustrating figure in the first half, but second half he was holding the ball up well. Um, so yeah, it, it was it was it was just from from there you you, you could only really see one team potentially winning because you know that this team this Reading team has has got a goal in them. And when was the last time we could say that really? No, it's been a long time. As we were saying, I think a couple of podcasts ago, we don't need as many chances now to score goals because we've got more quality in the team. And Mr. Ijaria showed his quality again. Another kind of assist from uh, John Swift. Not really, I'd say. His technical was a pass, wasn't it? But over Jari does all the work, goes past a couple of players and just takes his shot, just, just that split second before the goalkeeper can set himself, gets a slight bit of angle on it. Just, he's just looking such a bargain, isn't he, Alex? Uh, he, he is. Three million pounds seems far too cheap. Um, and I mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I mean, he's got to be one of the best midfielders we've had in years. Got to, got to be one of the best in the last decade, surely. Um, the guy's technical ability is just ridiculous. Um, 
and the thing is that it feels like he's improved as well since he was here on loan last season. It's not. It it doesn't even seem like he's come back at the same level. It, it genuinely feels like he's a better player, and he's actually like he's owning that central midfield role. It's not last season. It felt like he was kind of shoehorned into the team perhaps some weeks behind Baker and Ridamota in central midfield, and then Ajario was kind of a third option. Whereas now it feels like. Ajario is going to get picked, and then it's whoever gets picked alongside him. Yeah, I mean, if we just look at the creativity in the midfield, now we've got we've got Swift there, who's just got now got four assists. He gets another one later on, which we'll talk about in a minute. Just those two players together with Pele in the holding defensive midfield position. Who would have thought that Rinomota would not have been in our team? I mean, it's kind of none of the fans would have thought that. Would you have thought that, Matt? Um, not at the start of the season, but I think Pele is one of the players I think that's been quite overlooked really because uh, like I think he he had I think a lot of people obviously at at, at Hull were, were were a bit uneasy because obviously you know they'd heard stuff from Forest fans about him being quite 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 lazy and and and, and against Hull he was he was a bit lazy in possession I mean it was it was a it was a frustrating game really because you could see what he could do but he he seemed a bit slow he seemed a bit lethargic but since then he's he's all, he's been fantastic i think in that midfield and he, break, he breaks up the play really well sometimes he is a little bit slow and a little bit sloppy but i mean his his passing is is fantastic and when we, when he when you've got two players like ajaria and swift in front of him i mean swift is back to his best he's back to you know his his glorious best of you know two seasons ago under um uh, uh yeah the the 16 17 season under Stam. Um, and when you've got someone like Ajara as well, I mean, like like Alex said, he's come on. He, he seems to almost be a new player because when you look previously at Ajara as well, his time at, um, at Sunderland and also last season, obviously one goal in in both both terms, one at Sunderland, one at one at us last year. And he's already got two already. And it's his his footwork. I don't remember his footwork being as as good as it has been this season. <laughs> he, he he just seems to get out of the most impossible. Um, situations and um it, it's it's just unbelievable that we've got such a such a good midfield and such a deep deep midfield as well because you know you like you say you've got players like Renamota and even even the likes of Charlie Adam on the bench you know it's 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 a fantastic position to be in yes when we haven't been we've also could have been Michael Aluso there as well yeah. possibly he can come in and play a game someone who's been kind of almost forgotten or was seen was almost a savior <laughs> at the start of the season but maybe this will work out for him in the long run because I think he will get game time during the season because players get injured, players lose form or suspensions. He will come in, and it's much easier, I think, for him to come into a team that's actually doing relatively well than a team that's struggling. You see more of the ball, surely, so that's got to be better for him. John Swift, I would say he's now playing actually better than in that season, understand? Definitely, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's kind of... It just looks more complete player. And he, as we know, he is such a confidence player. His confidence is at absolute maximum at the moment. I mean, us scoring from a corner yesterday, that, that think, in itself is a rarity from Morrison. Well, I think, I think the, one, the one thing he just needs to, he needs to do is just get, get back into, or almost get back into habit of shooting. Because there was that one chance yesterday when, I think, I think it was when we were at 0-0, when, when, he, when he ran and ran and ran. And I think, actually, I think it was the... Um, the one where um, it ended up with with Yadon, where he, he he could have and probably should have taken it on his left foot, but then he chopped inside. He faked a shot about two or three times and ended up passing it in the end. And it's like I just you you know you know what he can do when he when he does shoot. You just want him to shoot 
more, more often and maybe it will come with confidence but um i think if he can do that then you know he's going to be he, like, like like you say i think he is almost playing above what he was a few seasons back but i think if if, if he starts adding even more goals to his game he's going to be a, a, probably one of the best attacking midfielders in the championship this season go on alex um so yeah one thing i was um interested by actually i was, I was looking at swift's uh Swift's passing stats and the the interesting thing I think about it is that he's actually touching the ball less now than he was at the end of like or the middle of last season when when Gomez came in he's although he's a bigger focal point he he doesn't have to get on the ball as much because he's not playing in that deep role anymore um so we're seeing him we're seeing him get the ball less often but doing more with it yeah, he's in uh, the area is more productive yeah, as well, isn't it? Yeah, as well at the field. So he, he, it feels like he's doing more, despite his, the fact he's touching the ball less, um, yeah. which is it, it, that, that's ideal. It's like the perfect role for John Swift. No, no, I agree. He's just that's position you want him in all the time, isn't it? When you have got the interchange between him and Ajaria, it's just uh, well, it's just working perfectly. I mean, Ajaria, if you were to try and sell him now. Um, you would have to ask a lot more than three million pound for him. He, I I say this every single week. I think I don't know what he's got on the end of those boots, but they and that ball just sticks to it so much. It's just incredible. Can, it's beautiful to watch. Can Liverpool actually up up that that deal, or has it actually no. been no? No. <laughs> no, I don't know. I just don't want that to happen. <laughs> it, it sounds like. I mean, I obviously don't know for sure, but it sounds like from the way that the the club's both worded it. That they have to accept an offer from Reading, but they can accept a higher offer from other clubs potentially. Okay, so but that, that's but, fine. As long as we got the contract, though, it doesn't. Really I, I think so. it's yeah. I think it's they have to accept an offer of X for Reddit from Reading, definitely. Yeah, I can't see him signing for it. In fact, the way it's continuing, you could see that deal going through in January, couldn't you? Yeah. Well, just, it, it, he just seems so settled here as well. And like a player, a player like him, you know, he's been out on loan at places like Rangers, Sunderland, never really been settled. But since he's been at Reading, he's almost found a home from home, really, which is obviously a player of, of, of that quality, you know, would, would ultimately want, I would have thought so. Yeah, if you have a player who gets confidence, like Ajari, you have someone else like Puki for Norwich, mm. hasn't really kind of set the world on fire any of the clubs that he's been at before and Norwich he just settled in completely and at the moment both of those players to leave their clubs would be mad I just can't see Ajari seems to be a confidence player yet again and yeah it's just a joy watching him he's a little bit of um, I don't know I, I compare him to Gilfie Sigerson but he's not he's quite different to Gilfie mm. Sigerson he's got more pace extra X factor about him as people yeah. say wow. just that is a big claim but i understand why you're saying it because at the moment he's got everything hasn't he it's 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 footwork it's like i I can't i can't remember a player that has had better better feet than ajaria i really can't and and um and when when if 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 he can start adding adding goals to his game like he certainly seems to this 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 i mean both goals that he scored um in the weekend at the weekend very very good finishes and powerful finishes as well so it's if he can start adding goals to his game, we've got one. We've got one hell of a player. <laughs> we definitely have. And then we also go on to the swift uh, set assist again for the corner for uh, Morrison, showing what he did for Birmingham City last season. That is an absolutely perfect header off the post and in. Just so much eased my nerves because one nil. You think as we showed against West Brom, which we'll talk about in a moment. 
it's just we just don't feel settled we look like we always kind of historically because we've won so few games in the last year 18 months we always look like we sit too deep we definitely sat too deep against West Brom how did you feel after we scored Alex second one um after the second one it yeah it felt like it was game over the I don't even think Huddersfield had, I think it was two shots on target yesterday. And um, that was it. It, like, there was, it didn't feel like they, they were ever going to get back into the game once Morrison scored the header, which was a very well-taken header for what it's worth. Um, you can see exactly why he scored, what was it, seven or eight goals last season for Birmingham. The, the guy's an absolute monster in the air, um, in the box. And it's a that's a real plus point because we haven't had someone who can score from headers for god knows how long um from the corners so that's that's it's a, and it's nice to see that we're actually providing for him as well uh after all that time last season when we put in corners or free kicks and it would get battered away by the first man it's nice to see that we have actually managed to score from a corner within the first four or five games of the season uh rather than waiting until december yeah the john swift corners of the last uh, season would go about two yards above the ground and then just get cleared. But now he's a confident player, so life is so much easier for him. But Morrison, overall, he just looks like a real top-end championship defender. He's just no-nonsense. He loves defending, which is what we saw in the first half. The team loved doing the ugly work, didn't they? There was a a conversation I had yesterday on on Twitter, actually, about Morrison um, and about how how Birmingham let him go... um, because they, they only wanted to give him a one-year deal, which, in my opinion, seems pretty stupid for your captain anyway. Uh, and then to let him go because you wouldn't give him a two-year deal seems ludicrous. But the conversation we had was that he's not a uh, possession-based style footballer. Uh, and, uh, like, I, I don't really understand the argument anymore about possession-based style footballers with Gomez because it's realistically you don't need all of your footballers all of your players to be able to pass the ball 30 yards with the outside of their foot yeah it would be nice but actually in reality for for a player like Morrison who's going to play in the center of defense and the actual center of defense not left center back or right center back before anybody gets uh too technical with it he's not passing it very far he's giving it to more he's giving it to Miazga five yards away or passing it forwards to Pele, it's, and that's kind of it. So he's being asked to do the simple stuff, which he does really, really well. Um, and it, like he's a, you can tell he's a guy who's got so much experience because he just doesn't, he, he knows exactly where he needs to be. He doesn't, he rarely gets beaten for like positioning. I think I saw him got beat for pace once yesterday by Carlin Grant, and that was it. Yeah, that's um, like a major worry, though, isn't it? I mean, you, you can see that with any player. It's going to happen occasionally. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, it, it's it's so, it's such a vast difference from last season when we lined up with, say, I don't know, a Laurie centre-back who would come in and look very casual um, and, I don't know, be a bit of a showboat. And like, Morrison is just like a complete opposite yeah, casual is not a word I would use for Morrison, is it? He is the, like you say, he is the complete polar opposite to him. Exactly, he's focused yeah. from the start of the day when he wakes up. I think he's in game mode. 
he's on that pitch already, headering away balls. He probably has them in bed. He probably gets his wife to throw a ball to him so he can head it straight away as soon as he gets up. He just loves it, absolutely loves it. Um, this must so, makes it life so much easier for Tom McIntyre. He's just playing again, playing alongside Liam Moore and Morrison. I mean, as good as I think McIntyre is, it must be nice to have that experience, people to help you out, give you encouragement. You see them, both the players, Moore and uh, Morrison, giving him constant encouragement throughout the game, leadership. Especially when you've only played two senior games in your career. I don't. Did Morris? Did McIntyre ever go on loan to a lower I league? So. Anyway, I don't think he did. Did he? he came straight no. straight up from the academy straight into the first team. And like to have like players like you know Morrison, who's played five hundred games at this level, Liam Moore, who's played is it two hundred and fifty now? I think. Yes. Well, like to have those players, they've got seven hundred and fifty games between them, and you're playing next to them, and you're second in your second game for the club. Like that's a that's that's the kind of players you want to be playing next to. Yeah, it does make it so much easier for them because you kind of, yeah, they're going to help them out throughout the game and kind of or captain him as much and, as anything. And the thing is, from his perspective, he knows they're right as well. Yeah, you're not playing 750 games between them at championship level if they're not doing something right. Yeah, and, and also you can see the performances as well. Yeah, Matt. And he and he and he's coming into a to 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 an already almost solid defence you know he's not coming into a leaky defence like he was last year and to like what like Alex has said to, to play alongside those two as well in an already settled seemingly defence it, it, it can only boost his confidence even more really and and we talked about it in the podcast um the other week when you know he he's someone who is going to get chances you know what what with injuries he's going to be the first one that comes in and but to be fair to him he doesn't look out of place he really doesn't look out of place and he he, he looks he looks like one of those players that you can you can really see in 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 a year or two almost just being a mainstay bastion type of player in the cent- center of your defense really so i read yeah i read something on twitter about uh, mcintyre last night and um the tweet was that they wouldn't be surprised if mcintyre ended up as captain of reading one day and like i have to kind of, i have to agree at the minute i know more as captain he's only just been made captain but if McIntyre carries on down the same path, plays plays at this level, like what's to stop him realistically? Mm. Oh, to have a Reading fan on the pitch as captain, best players as captain, yeah, that's bigger holder from since of knee eye to a grasshopper. Right, <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be wow. That would just be perfect. That would yeah. That was... it's, what, it's, it's, it's it's what it's what every club wants. You want players like that playing for you, and 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 I think it's what it's what's good with so many of the young kids that you know we've got we've got at the moment. Even the likes of Barrett and stuff, you know that 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 they're all you know that they're all so almost invested in the club, and it's 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 just fantastic, fantastic. See, so you 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 hope that almost you know we can we can you know keep keep them in the team and they do progress because they're they're the players you really want to see you really want to see him do well at your club so yeah totally and it proves how important the academy is yet again with Omar Richards in there again who I thought had another decent game so he's becoming more and more solid another player that's kind of slotted in seamlessly is Raphael in goal he just gives me so much more confidence and he I don't think he's made a mistake yet um I haven't seen any from him have you seen any from Alex no um no no mistakes really yet um I have to say I don't actually I don't think he's made that much of a difference 
in the sense of he's making that many saves because he's not really had much to do. Uh, I mean, he made a couple of saves against West Brom, which they were very good. A um, couple of saves against Cardiff, which were good. But yesterday, he didn't have anything to do, realistically. Uh, but it, it obviously, it makes a difference to the rest of the side, knowing that even if the team, even if the opposition get shots away, we've still got a pretty good keeper behind us who can make saves. I do. Well, like, I think it's almost, it's, 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 it's like you say that, it's the confidence that the back line can put in their goalkeeper. I mean, the difference between having him behind you and having someone like Virginia behind you, who's, who's you know, like, like not, not no offence to Virginia or anything, but being 19, an inexperienced goalkeeper, it's not going to, you know, it's, it's, it's not going to settle your defensive line, really. And um, but to, to, to have him behind you, and, and, and it's just the way, way he commands his box. You know, he's, he's coming, he's punching, he's claiming everything. And it's 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 just such a it 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 just settles everyone. It settles fans' nerves. It settles defensive defensive nerves. And I think pretty much the only thing I think he's done wrong a couple of times is is kind of a, a couple of kicks which he's he's slightly overhit to go out of play. I think that's really all he's done. He's done wrong. Has a touch. He has a touch of the colas from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's move on from that one. So. Um... <laughs> Past time, past time. Yeah, yeah. I think um, we're talking about the West Brom one uh, now. Um, another game when we look defensively really solid. West Brom obviously going to be, you would assume, near the top of the table, probably in the top six come the end of the season. Really didn't have that many chances. I'd say they definitely had more than Huddersfield yesterday. But considering uh, the amount of money they've spent and the quality they've got, Premier League players still they've got there, I thought we really restricted them, and yet again, Ijaria scores another another brilliant goal. If you can keep this habit, it would be quite nice. I'm quite enjoying it. Um, I don't know. What did you think of that performance, uh, Alex, overall? I thought it was a relatively good performance. I mean, how could you not be encouraged by it, uh, watching it? it we, we looked pretty solid at the back. Granted, West Brom did create more than Huddersfield did yesterday, but how many of them were clear-cut chances? I mean, outside the penalty, I think we only conceded one chance really in the centre of the box. All the other chances were either from outside the box or kind of off to the side of the penalty area where it wasn't like direct at goal. Um, so, yeah, it it felt very solid defensively again. There was much less attacking threat, I feel, from us. Um but you're going away to a team which is probably going to be somewhere in the top six, seven, eight teams this season. If you go away and you can perform defensively, you, you don't have to do much to win the game. You only need one chance, realistically, to go ahead. If you are able to keep that clean sheet, then you're going to get a point at least. Um, you, and then if you can, yeah, if you can get a goal like we did, yeah, maybe the possibilities there to get all three points at some of these teams who are going to be up at the top of the table this season. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we've also, unfortunately, towards the end of the game, so over here, Jerry, maybe sharing a little bit of his inexperience, kind of confidence overload, thinking he can do absolutely anything. I mean, I don't know whether it actually was a penalty or not, because you don't really tell from the angle. But West Brom had about three or four shouts for a penalty, so it was kind of inevitable they were going to get one eventually. What did you think of uh, the penalty appeal, uh, Matt? Um, I thought, well, 
I, it falls into the category, I think, of being soft. But I think that there, there, there was contact there. I think, you know, I don't think he got got to the ball. I think it's a bit wishful thinking, really, from from I think some fans. I think he did get the ball. I, I don't think he was anywhere near the ball. I think there was, you know, it, it, it's it's soft. But you know, it's one of those fifty fifties. You know, you can't, in my opinion, you can't really complain if it was given. And like 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 you say, they they had, you know, two two or three, you know, shouts. Uh, other shouts so but um it, it was it, it was just disappointing it was a jaria as well because it because it it kind of didn't really taint his performance but you just thought if, if 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 he didn't do that it was almost like he was almost just just the hero of the night you know <laughs> again he's a constant yeah. hero at the moment they're mm. definitely going to name this episode after him mr jaria he is just um well, it's think, just amazing how Gomez tells him to shoot. Yeah. And he well, goes, oh, yeah, that's a good idea, Gaffer. I will go out there and shoot. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got two goals. How did that happen? Well, I think, um, I think was it Steve Koppel did that um, podcast with BBC Berkshire the um, the other week? And, and, and he was saying, you know, you've got to have, you know, your 20-goal, two 20-goal season strikes and players that can, you know, create goals out of nothing. And both the Jari's goals so far, come from nothing really you know he he's he's manufactured both of his goals really you know so if if if, if you know like you say if, if if he continues to shoot you know you've got such a player there so yeah he's going to be um yeah it's just basically let's just do a whole another whole podcast let's just stop this one do another one just about over jar and his elastic legs just incredible um yeah i thought it was really positive it was slightly deflating to concede the late goal but yeah i i thought it was really positive signs uh, all over the pitch and go moving on to the Huddersfield match it just showed again how one of the most pleasing things about it as uh, Gomez said after the match is how we showed so much fight in the first half but it's not just that we concentrated as well we didn't turn, switch off we didn't let someone else take blame for not tracking a runner we've seen that so much in the last 18 months or so before Gomez came in really now we're seeing players who are kind of constantly leading others and not like shirking responsibility and I feel that that just you know I'm feeling more and more positive I don't want to kind of go into the oh we're going to get in the playoffs yet but if we keep on picking up these results and playing so well we're consistently playing well now you're going to have to start thinking at some point we're going to be doing much better than we expected at the start of the season where would you say your expectations are now Alex and what positions realistically realistically Realistically, I would be disappointed if we are not in and around the top 10. Uh, We've definitely got the squad for it. They've definitely shown that they can do it. Whether we make the playoffs is going to be, I don't know, it's probably going to be a coin flip. There's going to be some teams in this division who are are good sides who will probably come up against um, at some point. I think, yeah. I'd I'd be relatively happy if we finished I don't know eighth ninth. Um, I'd be delighted if we made the playoffs, and I can see it happening as well. That's the thing; it's it doesn't seem out of the, you know, out of the out of reach to make the playoffs. Certainly, um, it seemed completely mad saying that, doesn't it? Compared to two weeks ago, yeah, oh, yes. come 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 a long yeah. way from our pre pre season predictions and uh, predict, predicting twentieth and uh, what. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, to be honest, I actually think next week is a, a pretty big game, despite the fact we're only five games into the season at the minute. It feels oh, like a big game because it, it's it's the first game before an international break. Um, we're at home to a team which has just come up from League One. 
if you can get another three points next week, you go, you, you've gone four unbeaten, which has got to be the first time in, I don't know, 18 months, two years that we've done that. I, I had no idea when the last time we had four games unbeaten would have been, but it's it's got to be a while ago. We'll probably be maybe in the top six. If not the top six, we'll definitely be in the top seven or eight um, looking at the league table. And if you go into a top, if you go into the first international break and you're sitting in the top six, seven places, the confidence around the squad is just going to be ridiculous. It's going to be on such a high going into that international break. And you, you, you're able to actually come back after that. Looking at the fixtures we've got in September, you can't really be afraid of any of the teams we're playing. Um, and I think it feels like if you, if you can get a win next week, then like the sky's the limit this season it feels like in a way because there's no real there's no real limit to where where we can go if if you can get the confidence rolling um i i really feels like we can yeah i think top 10 is definitely a realistic aim and then anything beyond that is possible though yeah, I, I agree with you next week is huge obviously chart will not be easy the second in the league unbeaten but you know, we, I can almost discount that first game of the season there because we've now got a totally different team. It, the whole confidence, everything's different now. You can almost, I can just, that was an almost part of the season. That's the way I'm convincing myself. And I think so, even oh, to an extent you can discount, to be honest. I mean, it's it wasn't the, the, the full team at Hull. We were playing in the, uh, the, I can't even remember what formation we played. I think it was 4-4-2 diamond at Hull. And we ended up with Swift playing as like a left winger in the second half. Um, so I think you can kind of discount it almost as well. Oh, and then if you're just looking at the last three, like what have we got to fear realistically from Charlton? No, nothing really. I mean, Charlton obviously doing well, so I don't want to dismiss them so lightly. But it's kind of, you've got to be confident at home. We've just been card of 3-0 at home. So there's no reason to believe that we can't do get something against Charlton and get a win. How do you think it's going to go, Matt? Um, well, I, 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 I think anything, well, I, I, I wouldn't want to go into the international, obviously, break with a loss. I think don't, don't lose. I mean, I, I don't think you can discount Charlton and think they're going to be um, pushovers because you know they're they're second in in the division for for a reason. You know, yesterday, admittedly, they did only have you know they were pretty much dominated by Brentford, only had three shots, one on target and one one nil. Um, but I think come out come out fast, get 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 the crowd behind you. I do hope that that, that obviously you know we get we get a decent attendance. You know, I, I I think hopefully you know some 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 of the stay away's from from you know the 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 Stam Clement and Gourlay hangover. Will start coming back, but I think you know get get if 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 we can get a good start, um, you know I, I, you you could, you can't really see see this team losing at the moment with how good they are defensively, you know and like and like we've said earlier earlier in the podcast, you know if 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 you if you limit well if you don't let them score, you know you only you only need one chance and you know this 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 team it it doesn't seem like a team that needs you know six seven chances to score one goal, you know so. No, we don't. So that is makes life so much easier, we've said before. So next weekend, I will not be hosting the podcast. Alex will be uh, hosting it. Uh, sure, um, uh, hopefully he'll be talking about three points against Charlton. It'll be, quite, it'll be quite sad if I've got to come back and host a, a negative podcast, Paul. I'll it would be. be pretty it disappointed. 
and I will blame you completely. <laughs> no, hopefully that will be a win. I don't care how it happens. I think it'd be. I think there'll be goals in that match. I can't see us keeping Charlton out, but hopefully we do. And hopefully Ajaria will score again. It'd be nice to see Puskas get another goal. I'm sure that make everyone happy. But um, enjoy the fact that we are doing so well. We look like a team. We're fighting back, and. It's good. It's a lovely bank holiday weekend. I'm going to go off to the festival now and watch the Amazons and uh, hope you all have a cracking time this week. And hopefully, I'm sure you'll all be going to Plymouth, all thousands of you, like you did to Wickham. Okay, then. Thanks a lot. Bye.